UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, Howling in the Street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have another fascinating guest with me back today. I have with me Sarah Straw. She's a a quantum healing hypnosis practitioner and also a beyond quantum healing hypnosis practitioner, theta healing and teaching meditation. She's an awakened star seed. She's embracing her soul's mission to help assist humanity at this time to heal and raise the consciousness and assist the planet. Sarah is an intuitive healer and she has adapted her own technique of blending these modalities together, creating a unique and powerful experience for her clients. And we were just talking before the show kind of about like manifesting and, and, and we're going to get into all this today, but I want to um, thank her for coming on the show. Sarah, thank you for coming on. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited about this opportunity. Yeah. So I guess we should start off here. When we were talking to Messenger, you said you wanted to tell me about your first awakening where you connected to the super plasma consciousness in the void. That yes. sounds interesting. Oh. It was so amazing. So in 1996, which was a long time ago, I was 19. um, I had grown up, I live in Montana, and I grew up in Montana. And just a very black and white culture, you're not exposed to a lot of ethnicities or, you know, ideas about religion, it's, you know, very limiting. So growing up going to church, it never really resonated with me, but, you know, of course, the positive message that the church, you know, can provide to us, there's positive things we can learn from that. And so, you know, but it never really pulled to my soul, like all of the Christianity teachings, and I didn't know why. So when I was 19, um, one night I had moved to Portland with my best friend, and we used to go raving and we'd go to the clubs and, you know, we would just dance all night. Like that was the thing to do in the late nineties. And so, um, we came home one night and I lay down to go to bed and I had no idea what brought this on or how it happened. I don't know if it was breathing. I was doing a certain breathing technique or what, but I'm laying there with my eyes closed and all of a sudden I could see myself projecting up into the universe. Um, The bottom half of my body was a three-dimensional rainbow pyramid. And the top half of my body was just my normal self. And this was in my mind's eye. And I just was connecting up. I was shooting up into the universe with this rainbow fractal pyramid half light body that I had. And I connected in with this massive energy that was the most 
powerful, amazing, beautiful thing. I, I didn't know anything like this could exist, did exist. I'd never heard about it. I had never even crossed my realm of possibilities in my life or my mind. So here I am in this infinite space of darkness, but all the colors were there at once. They were spiraling energies, purples, pinks. I mean, it was glittery. It was, it was like a cloud of love. And I connected. I, I, I got to ask you a question. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like you mentioned, you went raven. Like I used to too. I'm actually when ninety six, I was sixteen, so I'm forty three right now. So I'm around your age. So I know exactly what it was like. My question yeah. is: Were you on any psychedelics at all, or were you completely sober? I was sober. I was not on psychedelics. I hadn't even started experimenting with that kind of stuff. That did come later on in my life. But no, I wasn't on. And even, you know, I've done psychedelics since then. And if there was a psychedelic that could bring on this type of, of a, Experience. you know, yeah, then that would be great. But I mean, it's, other than maybe like a DMT or something, I really don't know what could even bring you to this this state of awareness and consciousness that I was at in this moment. But um, no, so I was not on anything at all. And um, so connecting in with this energy and it, it didn't feel like source. It didn't feel like God. <clears throat> it felt like it was my home. Like it was a massive cluster of souls and consciousness, but it ultimately I was a part of it. And that is where I belonged. And I received, I didn't know what downloads were at the time, but I received like downloads of the most powerful information. And it was all pertaining to us being light, frequency, sound. Um, I basically was experiencing oneness. I mean, I saw that we were all one energy, the connectivity of all things, people, it was very powerful. And in that instant that I had that experience, it deprogrammed so much of what I had learned earlier in my life through fear, you know, just being brought up in society, being afraid of, I was deathly afraid of aliens when I was a little girl. I couldn't look out the window at night. I knew I was going to see them. Um, that's another story. But in the instant that I connected with this super consciousness and received this knowing uh, all of those fears were completely dissolved. Um, I actually kind of did a flip 180 and I wanted aliens to like be a part of my life instead of being fearful of them. Um, it opened me up completely. Um, it took, I was so closed minded and I was really afraid of the world and I was afraid of what was in the world. And in that moment, I just was able to embrace it and see everything. It was like the most powerful awakening. It was like a a wake up call, you know, the universe telling me, um, basically I do belong. And, and I knew from that moment forward that I wasn't from earth. I knew I was from somewhere else. And that was before star seeds were even really, um, they weren't okay. even talked about. Yeah. So did you, have you been following this life path ever since, or like, did you kind of steer away from it and then kind of get back into it? Or how did that go? I did steer away from it. I mean, I've always been into astrology and into being, you know, just knowing the truth of things, 
But because I was 19 and I had to live a normal life, I went through a normal, you know, challenging life, you know, that did become filled with a lot of addiction, normal trials and tribulations. Um, and then I had a second awakening in my early 40s about four years ago. <clears throat> and that is when I was ready to step into this and embrace it fully as my actual life you know, 100%. But I still had a lot of, you know, 3D living that I needed to do just growing up and experiencing before I was ready, you know, to embrace it to the level that I am now. Do you think, I mean, like, I know, I know this is like part of your work. So I, I know what, I kind of know what you're going to say, but I kind of want the audience to hear it. But do you think trauma comes like along with everybody in this life? Like we don't get a, nobody gets a pass without trauma in this life. It seems like it's, it's very much ingrained into like this matrix existence of whatever this is. And I'm not trying to look at it from a malevolent perspective. I'm not looking at it negatively. I'm just saying, I feel like maybe we are in some kind of like simulated reality to, to whatever that means. It could be a benevolent simulated reality, but it also seems like there's like this negative energy that, that, um, for some whatever reason, bad things happen in our lives. And, 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 and I know with your kind of work you, you do, you help people get, get out of that trauma. Like, you know, doing the quantum healing hypnosis, like that's one of the things is like embracing your fears and overcoming trauma and connecting to higher self. Right. And I'm sure you can explain it more. Yeah. And learning through that trauma. Like I know that I went through the traumas and the addictions and the problems, you know, the things I went through when I was younger so that I could better, better understand myself and ultimately be able to help others that are also going through that. But I truly feel that if you look at our experience on earth from, and you raise your perspective, your pers we raise our perception of our experience as an infinite galactic soul that cannot truly be hurt. We want to come to earth and experience what we consider as trauma in these 3d bodies, because as an infinite galactic soul, we know this isn't really hurting us. It's, creating experiences for our soul to grow through, to learn through, and ultimately become stronger, brighter, and evolve through. So I feel that we um, do put ourselves in these traumatic lifetimes or experiences just to help our soul grow and understand more. It goes back to the same principle is you know you can't really understand what light is without darkness and vice versa because they define each other um and so i don't think we'd know how good we have it if we didn't have trauma to emphasize you know the positive yeah i hear what you're saying there's always duality or there's a, there's always yeah. duality in this world it seems like right yes okay so that's it's it, uh, that makes me get a better understanding because like I'm trying to figure out like what this reality really is, like what, what, what our, or what our mission is. I'm trying, I think I kind of have it figured out like what my mission is, but I wanted to get, get into, I'm trying to think of as far as like quantum healing hypnosis goes, I've had five done so far. Um, right. I, I, I like it a lot. I mean, um, what do you think the differences are between, um, okay there's past life regression then there's quantum healing hypnosis then there's bqh which you do you do all three right yes okay so for me past life regressions really it's interesting <clears throat> 
sometimes we are affected by our experiences from past lives, traumas that have carried over energetically into this life. And those do need to go back and be, you know, revisited, cleared, understood from a higher perspective if they are still affecting us. However, I almost feel like past life regression can become a little bit of like spiritual bypassing because we do need to like focus on this life here and now, not just who we once were. I mean, we can understand that to a certain point and that can benefit us, but then at some point it just becomes brain candy. So with the, um, so that's kind of how I kind of feel more about like the past life regression or just wanting to experience, you know, those ET lives and things. Um, it's interesting to a point. But when it comes to, um, and so that's kind of the past life regression aspect. Now, Dolores Cannon's method of QHHT, it's very valuable and it's amazing, but it's very limiting. You um, can use, you use one script, it can't be done online. Um, you're not really free to bring other modalities into it. Like for instance, I'll use my Solfigio tuning forks to do chakra balancing when somebody's in the theta brainwave state in a hypnosis. You can't really do that with, Dolores Cannon's method, because that's not something that she condones. The beyond quantum healing is a method of quantum healing that was developed from one of Dolores's students. Her name is Candace Craw Goldman. And she um, studied under Dolores, but then she developed beyond quantum healing because um, it gives you freedom to bring in any other modality into your session, be intuitive about it, do it online, use whatever script you want. Um, it just really opens it up. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with the hypnosis. And when it comes to really dealing with the traumas and the things in this life that we need to deal with and work through and heal from, that is where theta healing, which is another modality that I practice, really powerfully comes into play. Because uh, when we're in our early lives and our programming is set in and you know through society through being raised by our parents those programs that run in our subconscious mind and, and kind of create us you know they kind of create who you are now why you tick the way you do with theta healing that's a modality that you are able to dig into the subconscious programs now go back to when and how they were created I mean, there's a certain meditation, there's certain key questions. Um, it's a really awesome modality. And you're able to connect with creator energy and pull those programs and bring in new programs. It's kind of working with the DNA and with the energy body, the energy field and consciousness now. So what I'm really passionate about these days is um, kind of bringing those together wherever a person is. And it's all about dealing with the theta brainwave state you know, whether that's in hypnosis or in theta healing and being able to work with our own brains so that we can get to whatever level of healing is for our best and highest good right now. This is fascinating. I've, I've never heard of the theta modality. Like I've heard of BQH because I've had a BQH session done um, and I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of it. Um, my friend, a friend of mine, her name is Maya. She has um, SOS QHT. It's um, hypnosis, but she studied under, um, I'm trying to think of what her name was, um, uh, Aurora something, or do you know who I'm talking about? Um, Phoenix something. Yeah. Yeah. Phoenix. Do, is your, is your stuff kind of like hers? Cause I'm, I'm not in the loop with a lot of this stuff. Like, um, I, like how does the theta healing differ from 
the the BQH and and all that if, and and like what okay. they do. So I'm not super familiar with the Aurora, the Phoenix gal. I have listened to a few sessions. It's been a while. She does a lot of like AI um, implant removals and things like that. If I remember right, I've listened to a couple sessions. So, but basically with um, quantum healing or any of that, you're putting the client into a theta brainwave state so that they can access these other levels of information and other states of you know, higher states of awareness just to be able to pull that information out of the Akashic field. With theta healing, the practitioner is putting themselves in a theta brainwave state, matching that in with the client, but your the practitioner is going into the client's energy field and seeing it's where you're when you're a witness to um when you are a witness to um the way your subconscious mind can affect matter so when you're a witness to the energy um working the old programs being pulled out the new programs coming in you're creating that in the quantum field so that it can take root in the 3d world so um it's all about reaching that brainwave state. You're just doing it in different ways, using it to access different information. Um, and in both cases, the practitioner and the client are going to be matching. You know, you're both going to be in a theta brainwave state, and that's going to end up making whatever healing that much more powerful. That's fascinating. Now, do you use Reiki and other forms of healing too, like in your sessions or like, do you incorporate, cause I know you said you incorporate the Sophigio tuning forks. Like, is that, do you do Reiki and other stuff too? Like what other healing modalities do you do? You know, I have taken Reiki. It's not something that super resonates with me. So it's not really something that I practice a lot now, but um, mostly I love using the sound frequency in my healing. That's something I am looking into learning more. Um, and I've done a few other uh, healing modalities, but mostly just intuitively. Um, what, one thing that I'm working on with my hypnosis is being able to um, match the brainwave state of the client so that I'm able to see what they're seeing in a session. So the things that they are experiencing, I am also able to see in my mind. Um, and so that's one thing that I'm really developing and it's powerful. It really helps with the level of healing um, that the client's able to achieve. Um, I can ask you this. No, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, do you, do you have like natural psychic abilities as well? Absolutely. Which of course, like everybody else right now, I'm working on developing and growing even further yeah yeah i think i think we all have it and i think like but with this whole awakening thing that's going on or like whatever's going on in this world i think we can all agree that like there's a massive shift in consciousness going on and like more people are doing like what i'm doing more people are doing what you're doing and it's exciting times like but i think we're all waking up to our psychic abilities do you think it's would you agree that it's something we all have in us 
Absolutely. And I think that society was created and formed in such a way so that we never would realize that or we wouldn't know it. And the fact that we're in our 40s and we're realizing it now, you know, just think if we were in our teens or younger and we were able to embrace this truth, how powerful we would be by this age. So, yeah, it's I'm so glad that it's finally coming to the forefront now. But I do. I think we all have these abilities. And the more of us that are tapping into it, um, it's just spreading like a wildfire. That energy is becoming more available um, for everybody else as well. I think every generation, though, has like a certain like mission. Like if you would think about it, like our parents were probably like more like I know my dad was in Vietnam and my mom was like more like the disco era. But that's still like the kind of like you could you know, kind of group them into the hippie era. Then there was like our culture where we were like more like club kids and like rave kids but i think we all have to experience things to like so we can bring it onto the next generation and we can teach the next generation lessons about what we've learned and what not to do and what to do yeah like those stairs or like a ladder almost yeah 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 it's interesting so okay so in in your healing sessions um you wanted to talk about some of the healing that you've done and for your clients and stuff like that so um basically um you know, some of the healing that I've done for my clients. Um, I mean, I do all different kinds of sessions for my clients. But the main part, I think the most important part of any of the sessions that I do, it's it's like peeling back the layers of an onion. You know, each session that you have, um, that you undergo, you uncover more of yourself, more of your truth. You peel off more layers of that trauma and you're able to get to the core of who you really are. And so I think, you know, a lot of people get really wrapped into, you know, and just obsessed with information, watching podcasts. I did it for, you know, the first year or two that I was really becoming awake. You just want to consume as much facts as possible. And whether it's, you know, you haven't even gotten your discernment down yet. So who knows if a lot of what you're even listening to is real or not or true, but you know, you're just working on taking it in and you'll filter it out later. And that's really valuable because there's so much to learn and there's so much that have been hidden from us that we are, don't know, you know? And so as humans, we want to know. I was going to ask you, uh, what triggered your second awakening? Like what, what, what was the, was it, I mean, cause I know for me, it was like the Anunnaki story. Like I, I heard the story of the Anunnaki and like that was back in 2016 and I, I, uh, or 2017. And like, I never looked back. I started going down every rabbit hole possible. Like, because once I found out that they lied to us about our history, I was like, well, what else are they lying to us about? And obviously yeah. UFOs came next. And I was, I got really big into the UFO phenomena and stuff like that. And then I'm really into the paranormal too. So like, I mean, were any of those things that those kind of sparked your interest at all? Like when you were getting into this? Well, absolutely. And you've listened to Art Bell since like back in the day, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I used to listen to it when I was yeah. a kid. He was like my, I was obsessed with Art Bell in the late nineties. I mean, I would stay up all night long. Oh, I miss art so much. That's one thing we definitely have in common. Um, he's definitely always been a strong part of that for me. I didn't and, know you were um, a big Art Bell fan. That's awesome. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, I used to love his live shows. I'd stay up all night to listen to Art Bell. And um, here's he was, what people don't understand. Like back when we were young and you had to listen to Art Bell, you had to listen to it on the radio and you had to like tune in and it could like kind of 
go out and you had to like you had to like tune your radio just right so it made sure like you know what i mean like oh yeah it was a big deal yeah yeah it was was next level information i mean it was like huge stuff that nobody had ever heard before it was so big yeah 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 that's awesome Um, Got a little sidetracked. I don't remember what we had asked, what you had asked right before. Oh, I, I, I asked it. like what 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 triggered your second awakening? Like what was oh, it? Okay. What was the? So um, I had gone through a, a dark night of the soul. I had been living a life that w- was not the path I that my higher self or guides had ever intended for me to be on. I was actually managing some bars and drinking very heavily, and um, this is a little bit before my awakening. This is kind of what led to it. So I basically was on the wrong path. I didn't know it at the time. I had gotten um, just, basically I ended up, my life kind of fell apart. I got a DUI and I'm I'm a firm believer in making your mess your message. So yeah, most people wouldn't want to admit getting something like a DUI, but it was an important part of my life and how things evolved and unfolded. And so, you know, I'm proud to be an overcomer and go through the experiences I had, whether they're, you know, seen as positive or negative. So I got a DUI and I lost my job and I thought my life had fallen apart at the time. And so I basically was like, I'm not going to be working in bars anymore. You know, I've got to change my life. And I started doing gardening and I started just, um, I had a little business where I was just working with earth, working with the plants, helping people in their yards, you know, doing landscaping and things like that. It was very therapeutic. I was grounded into the planet every day. I was away from all the energies and the people and the spirits and, you know, everything that comes along with the bar life. And so after doing that for probably you know, just going through at the time, it was, it was a dark night at the time. I was very depressed. It was, it was, it was a hard because my life had shifted so much and and I didn't realize I was in control of it at the time. So, um, you know, I'm going through this period of my life of a lot of change, not knowing where, you know, what was going to happen next and whatnot. And, and it was actually on 11, 11, which is, I've always loved 11, 11. And I always look at the clock at 11, 11. And I always, see that as an awakening number and I always make a wish. So on 11, 11, I woke up one morning and it was just like, it was as though another, a greater piece of my soul had embodied my being more of my soul came in to this body, more of my consciousness. And something inside of me said, um, you got to meditate every single day. Now, I, even though I had quit drinking, was still addicted to opiates. And it's a common thing. So many people have these addictions in their secret and nobody knows about them. And I did. It's, it's more common also, than anybody knows. It's like, it's an epidemic. It's more than an epidemic. And that's not even the people who are off opiates and who are on stuff like Suboxone. And that, that's just maintenance Like, you know, there's all that too, on top of all that. You know what I mean? Like, I know all about that world. Like, you know, it's, it's sad to say, but there's, there's so many people, but it's not sad because like, there's people like yourself who've come out of it and like, just, and realize that there's a better life, you know, like, I think everybody needs to find that 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 wake up point to where they. I, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm kind of lost for words. I think you could probably explain it better. I think 
a lot of us star seeds are so prone to addiction because of the energies. I mean, the energy on this planet is so heavy and dense. And then when we're able to achieve, you know, a lighter state of what we can, what we perceive as, you know, a lighter state of consciousness or the high we get from these drugs or opiates, um, I think as star seeds, we're just more prone to become trapped into that because of the energies and the heaviness and not necessarily feeling like we belong or fit in on the earth or you know so we can get pulled into addiction a lot easier um and i feel like we do that as part of our you know part of our life plan and path because we become so strong when we overcome it um so yeah, I, I feel like it's really common for star seeds, especially to battle with addiction problems and, and pick that as something we want to overcome in this life. Absolutely. I, I agree. Because I, I talk to a lot of people or who are star seeds that like deal with this, the, the exact same thing, the exact same. Yeah. Thing. Like, so, so did, so what happened that like, what got you into the hypnosis? Like what, what took you from. So, so I started meditating every single day and I got one of those apps where like, if you meditate, you get like a little star. And then there was, I just became obsessed with it. Like I couldn't miss a day. And, you know, I would do different kinds of meditations. They wouldn't be really long. Sometimes it would just be a few minutes, but I would just do it every day. And something inside of me, this higher part of myself said, like, you just have to do this. So, and I used to also have, you know, I had anger problems and anxiety and all those other things, you know, that come along with the addiction and just growing up and not knowing who we really are. So as I began meditating daily, my energy and my being and who I am really began to balance out. I was able to, when we're able to tap into that parasympathetic nervous system and calm it and reach that zero point of energy with intention, and we're doing that, you know, on a regular basis, it really begins to bring our energy into harmony with like, with our body, with our surroundings. I was able to quit opiates. I used um, microdosing on mushrooms to quit opiates. Um, I detoxed myself and I was just drawn to do it. I was just my higher self. I also was able to quit vaping and quit nicotine. And I know it was because of the meditating every day, finding that balance point, finding that harmonizing energy, bringing in the higher vibrational light and intentionally letting go of all of the lower, you know, energies that we carry just being very conscious of that in in that meditative state it just takes a minute to find that balance point every day you know no, so you, can i ask you a question I, I, this is yeah. fascinating i i i've i, I want to get as much information as i can for people who are out there who are struggling like how did you go about microdosing the mushrooms did you just get like an eighth or something and say i'm just going to take like a, a small amount each day or like did you take them multiple times a day or like, what, what, what do you need to take to, um, for as it qualifies as a microdose in your mind? Like so I am obviously not a professional. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Paul Stamets. He, um, is kind of like the grandfather of mushrooms. He's brought a lot of, um, the studies behind them to the forefront. I mean, he is amazing. There's podcasts. You can look him up under his name. So he has a method where you use lion's mane with, um, they call it the stamina stack. You use lion's mane and niacin. And, um, I also used vitamin C 
And I would just uh, take, I forget what the dose was. I want to say it was about 0.5 grams, like a half. It might've been a little bit point. No, I'm sorry. It was 0.15. It was a very small amount. And I would just do that every morning with the other, um, with the Stamets stack, with the, the lion's mane. Because the lion's mane and those other things that you bring in, they actually help your brain create new neural like new pathways new neural uh, pathways yeah yeah it's really amazing so um so i did that just for one solid week when i was detoxing myself off of the opiates and it was amazing i mean i was on opiates for a very long time and i didn't really know if i would ever there was a time where i didn't really know if i would ever be off of them um and like, I'm so proud that I am. And it's, I look back on that version of myself and I'm just like, wow, you know, it's, it's like, I was a whole nother person and it's amazing what we can create, how amazing our lives can be and how powerful we can be when we just put our intentions into what we want to achieve. And we just go for that. You know, yeah, that's awesome. That that's fascinating. Like that really is like amazing. Like, so let me ask you this. Did you ever have any paranormal experiences in your life? So when I was little, um, yeah, I had a lot of the paranormal, the normal stuff little kids do. I was um, so afraid of everything when I was small, because as a little child, when you're sitting in your room in the dark, you see all kinds of things that people tell you is your imagination. Um, I used to do a lot of astral travel when I was young. Um I used to have entities breathing in my ears. I had a lot of scary things happen when I was little that you you shut your abilities down because it's scary and you don't know how to deal with it or what's really happening. So since I've been older, not necessarily. I had um, I really haven't had any kind of paranormal. In fact, um, I feel like because of my vibration, I don't know if I'm very prone to having like scary paranormal type of things happen to me. My, that doesn't resonate with my energy. Um, yeah. And you well, know what I mean? I was like, gonna say was, oh, when we're young, we have these, I had like the old hag syndrome when I was a kid, like, you know, and I felt like I saw entities like a number of times. And I felt like I had an entity recently. I was with my girlfriend at the time in my room. I've told this story many times on my podcast and like, I think like from doing these shows that I picked up something like some kind of energy got into my podcast room because we were sleeping in here the one night and like all of a sudden I felt something start grabbing me like, you know, wow. and then and then I started waking up with bruises on me and I was like, wow. this is like, so we we did some stuff. We saged the room and we bought some uh, I, like I have like an angel charm bag, like, you know, that I got like at a psychic fair, w whatever my yeah. ex did at the time, it, it, it did it, it got rid of it. But like, I, I think I'm definitely still open to stuff from doing shows. I'm not sure, you know? Okay. So just in my experience, just you having that, uh, knowing that you're open to it is kind of leaving you open to it. So what I would, if I were you, what I would do is before you do a podcast each day, I would set sacred space in your room, you can light, you know, a white candle, you can bring in sage or whatever, you know, incense, Palo Santo, whatever. And what just about diffuser um, oils. I use it. My ex gave me a diffuser. I use diffuser with uh, essential oils. You know okay. Well, I mean, so whatever you feel is going to create that sacred space in your area. 
And if I were you, I would work with your guides and I would call them in before a session, ask them to protect your space, to oversee the room, to surround you with divine love and light, keep out any lower vibrational energies. So, I mean, that would be, and I'm getting like a hard yes on that. That's something you definitely need to be doing. Um, and then another thing that you can do is you can set up a grid. Um, you can get selenite and create a grid in your space that will energetically lock in the high frequency. Um, you would just put that I above everything. I a piece of selenite. That's beautiful. Yeah, that my um, ex got that from a cave in Macedonia. Yeah, that's really beautiful. That's like a different kind of piece than, I mean, usually that's really unique. What do you do with it though? Like, what do you, is it like, what, I usually just set my water on it. Like, and then she told me never to put anything on it. Like, cause she said it's like sacred, but like, you no, know, I selenite, would charge the water. So selenite actually clears um, all other. Um, so I have like this selenite plate and I have selenite bowls. And every day when I take my jewelry off, I stick it in the selenite bowl. And anytime I have a crystal that needs charged or cleansed, I place it on the selenite because selenite is such a high frequency. It's connected directly to source. Um, it's a very powerful clearing stone and it clears other stones. So like, for instance, if I wanted to clear this amethyst, I would put it on the selenite for, you know, approximately 24 hours or however long my being felt was appropriate until it was cleared so selenite's powerful and that's the reason you'd want to put it on your water because it's going to purify your water put the high vibes into your water and do the same so it's the same principle you would use it for any of your stones but you can also take selenite and you can make a grid so you can put it above each door nothing low frequency can pass through that space you can put it on all four corners of your room and you're just going to create a grid of high frequency you know, that's going to keep the light. That's fascinating. That, that's really, I, I'm going to do that. You know, um, I'm trying to think, um, we've been going for about 42 minutes. Is there anything else you wanted to cover before we, that was uh, the past 42 minutes. yeah, yeah. Um, we, we can, we don't have to go yet. I mean, we can cover some no, more no, stuff. No, we're good. I'm just saying that was a really fast. <laughs> um, so, okay. Anything else I'd want to cover? <sighs> Just wanting people to know that, um, you know, because we kind of touched on it earlier, you know, how it is interesting to absorb information, but it's also very important to do the work on yourself. And it's easy to see people on these podcasts that have these abilities and be like, oh man, I just want those. I want to be able to have ET contact and I want to be psychic and I want a remote view. And it seems like something that's like so far from ourselves, you know, it's like you could, you can easily just like, um, almost be starstruck towards people that, you know, have those kinds of abilities. But I want people to really know, like, you have those abilities too. And it's baby steps to start uncovering your truth and tapping into who you really are so that you can find, you know, so you can start being the person that you know, you really are, which is why you're so attracted to those things, because you know, it's inside of you as well. And so, um, I mean, meditation is a great way to start just trying to meditate every day and, um, starting to uncover these parts of yourself or doing whatever kind of healing modality you're called for just to start peeling back those layers of the onion, because, um, it's important for us to be doing the work, you know, to be learning about what's going on in the world, but to also be doing the work on ourselves and just to be able to find that balance. And just I'm here to help people. 
with just that. to back that up, I think that's important because like, if you look at like, I, a lot of people in like the UFO community are arguing right now, like this one's saying this one isn't having real contact and this one's saying this one has an emerald. And then like, yeah. the way I look at that is like, it's like, I want to have like every guest possible on my show. And I like having people like yourself on my show, like, because like, you're talking about ways we can better our life and like ways we can work on ourselves. And I think like not to kind of backpack on what you just said, but I think that's so important because this mission is about us. It's about what, how it's about transcending our past lives and becoming something in this life. Right. Yes, absolutely. You're so right. And I really value the way that you don't take sides and stay open. I have seen a lot of the community become divisive. It's hard to, um, for me to respect people's information when I see them taking these sides. Um, my discernment, you know, it just kind of, a lot people will just kind of, they'll shut it all off. Just like, now I can't hear any of your information if you're going to be slandering, you know, in this way. And I love the way that you um, have stayed in a very neutral, I've watched you for quite a while. I like that you stay neutral and balanced and you hear all sides. And I love that I've never heard you um, pick one, pick a side. And, you know, so I think that's really valuable. Because yeah, I mean, so I think I you for I'm going to cover everything. You know what I mean? I want to get the truth about what's going on with like everything. You know, I yeah. don't think it's it's easy. I don't think everything's painted one sided. I think there's so many multiple aspects to whatever we're dealing with, you know, whether it's yeah. your normal UFOs, whatever, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, can you tell people how to get a session with you and um, and uh, and, and yeah, and, and, and oh, give me, give us an idea, like what someone can expect if they come to get a session with you. Okay. So I do a few different kinds of sessions. Um, my website is quantumhearthypnosis.net and you can book a session there. There's a ton of information about the modalities and the things that I do. Um, and I offer a few different kinds of sessions. So and I do need to update my webpage because the newest kind of session that I have is not on there. So I've got a past life regression availability, the original quantum healing, beyond quantum healing. Um, I have developed a new type of hypnosis that isn't, um, it's more just like a deep theta healing. I can get you into a very deep state of theta brainwave state. And then we put you onto with your galactic family. You want to know who you're, who your galactic family is you can go right onto the ship you can see who they are you can receive healing then and there from them um, answers to your questions connect with the higher self all the normal stuff um, if you don't want to work with aliens or ets we can do the same type of healing with angels um, <clears throat> reaching you into that theta brainwave state having the angels come and take you to you know the healing place I also do theta healing, which is, um, there's a lot of information about on my website as well. And um, so, yeah, those are the kind of sessions that I am available for now. Um, I also have a YouTube guided meditation channel. It's called Quantum Heart Meditation. Um, I post about once a month, different kinds of guided meditations. Um, I think they're really powerful. Um, and so that's available and I have a Facebook quantum heart healing on Facebook. Um, yeah. And then I do have an email as well. It's S S T it's Estra 70, 
at outlook.com. If someone just wanted to message me and not go on, you know, book a session on the website and all that stuff. Okay. Well, um, yeah, well, thank you for doing this. This was awesome. And, uh, I'll let you know, I'll send you a link when I post it. Thanks, Robert. All right. I'll keep in touch. Nice meeting you. It was really awesome. It was so good to connect with you. I hope to keep in touch. All right. Thanks. Have a good night. Have a great day.